Hello, I'm Christina Glickman and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soulfire production. In this episode, I talk about the emotional baggage we all carry that doesn't really belong to us. It weighs us down, causes us to operate from a place of a drained heart most often, and why it's time to return those emotions to the person that gave them to us. I love you, but those bags are not mine. I have plenty of my own. Thank you very much. And don't forget the Extra Love Army doors are open for any new members. You can always go to my Instagram at Christina Glickman to join us and find out more about what we do in this incredibly special community or send me a DM. If you know me, I'll always respond. Also, it would mean so much to me and the show if you would subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, my loves. Today, I want to talk about all the emotions and feelings that we absorb daily. And I think you'd agree, it's a lot. Whether you are a high feeler empath like myself or not, human nature dictates we absorb others' emotional waves. And when we carry our own emotions, plus those of others, it can simply be too much. Depletes our energy, compromises our immune system. It can be super sucky. Some of us are super good at keeping them at bay and not carrying them. Others, like me, not carry those darn bags that aren't mine, but I usually look for more. So why is that? Well, I did a little digging because I was fascinated at why I seem to carry so much of others while someone like my husband, Adam, completely does not. And to be honest, I've always admired that about him. I would say you are amazing because everything kind of just bounces off of you. Meanwhile, I am like this massive sponge absorbing anything and everything around me. It's exhausting. It's not productive and it does suck the life out of me. Or I should say used to suck the life out of me, but not anymore. I've created a phrase that saves me that I say daily. What's mine and what's yours? Now, before we dig into it, I did want to share from a scientific perspective that this is actually a very real and true thing. And what I came to understand is that it's not fully understood, but we do have something called mirror neurons. Don't I sound fancy? Don't worry, you guys. That is the extent of my scientific share here. That is not my jam. I'm not going to be getting into anything wonky here. But what I did learn is that these neurons help us to imitate others. And I thought what was so intriguing is that the best example of this is children, right? They are these like tiny imitation machines mimicking all of our moves because we have these mirror neurons that mimic what we observe. So that is a little bit in the simplest way of how I learned to explain empathy. And instead of simply understanding other people's emotions, we effectively take on others' emotional burdens as if they were our own. I think they're talking about me. 
But who has time for that? We just don't. It's so exhausting. So that is where this statement was born. What's mine and what's yours? I was truly at rock bottom of carrying others' emotions around. And I'll tell you what, I will never forget the actual day that this occurred. I don't know, it was five, seven years ago. And I was having a conversation with a very good friend. And she brought up a situation that was wildly upsetting to her. It was about me. It was about us. It was about our friendship. And as I sat there and listened for the first time in my life, I wasn't trying to prepare a defense or come back with something super smart to shut the talk down or get highly emotional, whether it be crying or full of anger. I just sat there and I listened and I paused. I took a very deep breath. I validated the emotions of my friend because what she was saying was real. Takes two to tango. I apologized for the parts of the discussion I thought were mine to own. And then I stopped and I left it there. I didn't do the normal Christina spiral, which is taking on the entire conversation as if it were all on me. It just wasn't. I took what was mine and I returned what wasn't. Now I'm certain not everyone will agree with what's yours and what's theirs, but you see where I'm going with this. We have a tendency to take it all on. And this doesn't mean I'm going to take the blame that's mine and give you the rest. All I'm talking about is the emotions of all of it. What emotions are mine and what emotions are yours? There is a difference. And we take it on all day long, whether or not we're aware of it, right? So if a coworker is sharing the drama of a bad work meeting or a friend is, is vulnerably sharing with you a marriage situation that is not going well, or maybe I read an article about someone that's battling an illness, I feel it all. And I never knew where to put my feelings. They were just so big. And I also felt this pull to help to do something. And For me to feel something so dramatically means that I want to do something. So that ultimately means I'm holding the space for it in my heart, in my brain, in my being. And now I've learned what that phrase means for me anyways, um, in terms of holding space and how to make this a more healthy way to function as a diehard empath and Enneagram too. So for me, this phrase, hold the space, was something new, and and maybe you feel this way too, but I feel like over the past couple of years, as I've really started to work on myself and think about self-care and pause and reflect about my actions, you know, I'd hear this all the time, hold space. But what does it actually mean? Put simply, you know, it's a safe space to express whatever you need. Um, And P.S., I think it's a great example of what we do in our extra love army every month. We hold the space for one another. It's a really beautiful sentence, isn't it? Holding space for one another. Having space where you can lean into vulnerability, share with others freely, and not only for ourselves, but for others. It's a two-way street here. Holding space means being physically, you know, mentally, emotionally present for someone. And it really means putting your focus on someone to support them as they feel their feelings. And now I think that's lovely, right? But I think I was doing that too much. 
meaning I was taking what you had to say and carrying it so deeply that it became unhealthy for me. I didn't know where to separate that. So the what's mine and what's yours is that I can't walk around carrying your stuff. And it doesn't mean that I really don't want to care about you. It just means that, you know, if, if you have an issue with me, I can feel upset about it. I can listen. I can understand and be caring. But ultimately, I might be able to now have the lens to understand if this is an issue that may be yours and not fully mine. So this is where Elsa arms were born. I guess I said Elsa from Frozen. Don't know where this came from, but for some reason, whenever in my brain I say to myself, I sort of like clutch my heart and say, what's mine, what's yours? I put my Elsa arms out into the universe and I think of the movie Frozen. And when Elsa pushes her arms out in a way, I don't know if she's like freezing something. I don't even know if this makes sense. All I know is what I mentally do is push away and I say, nope, I am sorry. That is yours. That is not mine. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling unsettled. I'm not sure why. Was it because, you know, a good friend shared some bad news yesterday and I'm carrying it? Did I hear a family member make some judgments about another family member and that made me uncomfortable? I ask myself if what I am feeling is truly mine or is it someone else's? Or maybe it's a mix of the two, which usually it is. And once I have, I say to myself, I put my Elsa arms out. Thank you. But I'm going to now return those emotions to you. It's not my responsibility to carry other people's emotional turmoil. And not to mention the stress doesn't help anyone. We all sort of want to save people, right? And no, I'm not Gandhi here, but I, I think that we have this sense of if we can help, we want to. That is beautiful. That is wonderful. My what is mine and what is yours, my Elsa arms, is not because I don't want you to be a lover and to feel and to help and to hold space and do all the things. But we have to remember that people have to go through and experience life for themselves, most notably our children boy, don't we just want to scoop up every emotion there? We can hold space for them, but we can't carry it. We can't fix it. We can't be it, nor should we. So take a pulse. Tap into why you are feeling a certain way. And I love to remind myself that pain and suffering happens to everyone in this lifetime. It's not my job to carry it and take it away, but it is my job, I think, to love and support someone, to listen, to be there, to share space, but it is not to take their burden on as my own, to simply hold space. That's powerful, isn't it? Because while we're holding that space, we're creating boundaries for ourselves. If we allow others to drain our energy, we are left with nothing to give to ourselves. And importantly, to give to those that we love. Because I've spent all my energy on things in my life that aren't mine. Now that doesn't mean I can't be there for you. It may feel strange to not act when someone tells us something hard. We want to fix it, right? But you are doing something by listening without action. 
by engaging without judgment and having an answer? Can you listen without having the next sentence in your head with what you're going to say? That's tough. We're programmed to help. But what if helping is taking the emotions that belong to us, return the others? It will free us up to be a better listener, a compassionate human to someone else, because it's not all about us. We listen with intent. We give back emotions that aren't ours. I mean, think about this. How many times a day do you feel something so strongly, but in reality, it's not yours. It's a daily choice for me to not allow other emotions from others to take over. So how do I deal with that? Well, the first step for me is taking a pause and asking myself, why do I feel this way? An inventory of my heartbeats allows me to identify, okay, yep, That feeler, that sucker's all mine. The other one, nope, that one, I'm dropping that bag off with you. It ain't mine. We can still take care of one another, but let's be clear. You matter. Your feelings count too. And if we're always so focused on everyone else's, where does that leave ours? Here's the thing. I love taking your feelings on. It gives me an immense amount of joy to feel you, but I can't at the expense of me. I need the balance, the boundary, the space. I can't be there for you and hold space in a way that depletes me. And guess what? You will get an even better version of me because I'm not exhausted carrying 500 bags of stuff that doesn't belong to me. And I think what happens is when you see me show up with an open heart, a quiet mind, and can clearly give you back what belongs to you, it makes us both stronger. And I'm here for that. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week.